0: Give glory and honor to the Lord tonight, for he is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. I wonder if we could just lift our hands to him and magnify his name right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, that's it. Just love the Lord right now. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. 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 There's beauty in praising him. There is beauty in praising him. There is beauty in praising the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, don't ever stop praising Him. Don't ever stop praising Him. Glory to the name of our God. Hallelujah. Holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We're going to look into the Word of the Lord tonight, and I will invite your attention to the Gospel according to Matthew the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter fifteen. Amen. We thank God for what He did here this morning. Amen. We're thankful for Jackson Davenport being baptized in the precious name of Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. We thank the Lord for that, and we thank the Lord for this Saturday. We're going to be, uh, we're going to be launching our first all. Spanish-speaking service on this Saturday night. Let's give God the praise for that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank Brother and Sister Escobedo for their uh, great diligence in helping that to happen. Amen. We're believing for many souls to be one to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, we just give God praise for what He is doing. From the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 15 and verse... 7 and 8 we're going to we're just going to we're just going to step right into a a conversation or altercation uh, whatever you want to call it that Jesus is having with the Pharisees and he says in verse 7 you hypocrites anything about that you don't understand you hypocrites well did Isaiah or Isaiah prophesy of you saying this people Draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They draw nigh unto me with their mouth, and they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And by the help of the Lord tonight, I would like to preach to you on this subject, the location of the heart. The location of the heart. Amen. Could we just go to the Lord together as a congregation and ask his blessing upon the remainder of this service in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for everything you've done for us. We thank you for your word that brings life to us. I pray, O God, as we open your word that we'll also open our hearts and let your word speak to us in a beautiful way and help it to to cleanse us and make us whole, O God. Help it to make us into your image, I pray. Oh God, we love you and we praise you. I pray for an anointing upon the preaching of the word of God. I pray, O oh Lord, for an anointing upon your people. As we receive your word, Lord, let it do a holy work in our lives. Our whole person, may it be changed in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, and give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray, and the church said amen, amen. and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. If I were to use the word heart in a medical sense, you would know exactly what I was talking about. If I were to use the word heart in the, in the ears of, of those trained to deal with matters of, of cardiac relevance they would understand what I was talking about. This, this is a medical term. But before it was a medical term, it was a biblical term. And, and we must understand that, that, that really when we speak of a physical heart or a natural heart, we are talking about a muscle that exists, that, that, that is placed by God in our chest Some of it is on the left side of our chest. Some of it is on the right side of our chest. But it is in the center of our physical body. And it receives blood from the veins. And it pumps that blood throughout the arteries. And and it causes blood to flow throughout the entirety of your natural body. That is what your natural heart does. And there are heart specialists as they are known or there are there are cardiologists who who study the heart we we call it the myocardium if you please the the muscle walls of the heart and and yet we just simplify it we don't go into all of the various descriptions of the cardio this or the cardium that we simply call it the heart because we all understand what we're talking about. It is a natural muscle that your whole body depends upon. Without it, blood doesn't get where it needs to go. And blood has to flow throughout the entirety of your body. Any part of your body that does not receive the, the, the right amount of blood that it needs, you're, you're going to have problems in that region of your body. And so this is a, this is a masterful if you please, reflection of how our spiritual man operates. And we see that, that the medical specialists named this muscle in our chest after what the Bible describes as a heart. Because what the Bible describes as a heart, it has nothing to do with that muscle in your chest. What the Bible describes as a heart, it, it doesn't have anything to do with your, with your cardiac muscle. It has to do with, with the center of your existence as body, soul, and spirit. And so when the medical specialists look at what the Bible describes as a heart, they have historically recognized that whatever that is that the Bible is talking about, when it says heart, is to the spirit what this muscle is to the body. Just as this muscle receives blood and pumps that blood throughout the arteries of our body, and we know from the scriptures that the life of the flesh is in the blood, if I were to prick my finger right now, there would be blood to come forth, even from this very small part of my body. Because every part of our body requires blood in order to live. And so the heart is, is leaned upon, relied upon to, to pump that blood throughout the regions of your body. And, and when the heart is sick, the whole body becomes sick. When the heart is attacked, the whole body begins to suffer. And the same is true of this spiritual thing called a heart. This isn't something, when the, when the Bible talks about a heart, the Bible is not speaking Of something that you can pull up on an x-ray the Bible isn't something talking about something that you can examine through uh, uh, an MRI or study through an echocardiogram but but the Bible is speaking of the spiritual center of your existence that place where where your feelings abide and where your will abides and where your intellect abides and that that place where where all that you are exists. The invisible stuff. The intangible stuff. That's where the heart is. And, and, and you can't, you can't, there's not a machine. Medical science has not developed a machine, nor will they ever be able to develop a machine that will ever give you a tangible picture of what I'm describing. It is a spiritual thing that exists in your life. And it is the seat of your emotions. It is the seat of your affections. It is the seat of your will. And if that thing gets off track, you're in trouble. If that thing moves off center, then your life becomes unwieldy. And and you are in a world of hurts. The scripture teaches us in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23, keep thy heart with all diligence. Keep it with all diligence. Don't take your eye off the ball, if you please. That's a sports reference. Don't take your eye off the ball. If you take your eye off the ball, that ball will have traveled to a place that you aren't aren't ready to react to it. So whether you're standing at home plate Don't take your eye off the ball. If you're dribbling and you're trying to to, to, to put that ball into a basket, you need to understand the location of that ball. If If you're about to tee off on a tee box and you're about to try to drive that ball 300 yards, I speak not from experience. Don't take your eye off the ball. Keep your understanding and your awareness of what the object is and what you're trying to accomplish. And that's what the writer of Proverbs 4 and 23 is telling you. Keep your heart with all diligence. Understand the location of your heart. There's not a heart specialist that can give you the location of your heart. If you were to Google the best heart specialist in Cincinnati, you would get an area code and a number. You would get a website, you would get a name, you would get a bio, and you would contact them, and they would respond to your call, and they would lay you down, and they would hook you up, and they would provide you a location of the wrong heart. Something that you can see with your eyes and feel with your hand, but that's not the heart the Bible is talking about. The Bible is talking about something you can't touch with your hands. Something you can't see on a screen something that you can't that you can't look upon with your natural eyes it is it is a spiritual thing and it and it it moves so stealthily and it can it can shift its direction so easily and you've got a responsibility ladies and gentlemen to keep your heart with all diligence understanding the location of the heart where it is where it's going What happened to it? what, What will happen to it? Guard your heart. Keep your heart with all diligence. And here's why. Proverbs 4 and 23. For out of it are the issues of life. This may very well be the scripture that influenced the medical terming of this muscle, the heart. Why would they call this muscle the heart? Because out of this muscle come the issues of life for our natural body. And so it is that out of the heart of man, the heart of woman, are the issues of life itself. And your spirit will dry up as soon as your heart stops producing the way that it is supposed to produce. And your soul will dry up. And your emotions will become will become off kilter. And your mind will become delusioned and disillusioned and you will you will lose your balance in life and your your treatment of others will wane and your your love for your neighbor will go off course and your devotion to god will will become something of a a pastime to you and and it can happen so easily if you don't keep your heart with all diligence oh hallelujah Jesus had this conversation with the Pharisees and he explained to them they they had a problem with him now you now mind you he's going about he and his disciples are going about and they're healing the sick and they're opening blind eyes and they're unlocking deaf ears and people's lives are being changed hallelujah things are happening that are of absolute amazement and 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 it's it's turning their whole world upside down their people's lives are being changed dead or raising to life the lepers are being restored to wholeness these are bona fide powerful dynamic miracles that are taking place by Jesus and his disciples a woman bent over was lifted up she was crooked but her body was made crooked by circumstances of life and she was in an instant made whole the man with the withered hand his hand was useless unable to operate as it should but just one Hallelujah, of the master's hand made all the difference in his life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I read something today that I liked so much. Somebody said, you know, I don't believe in all this emotion. They said, "Uh, I never see anywhere where Jesus ran or shouted or jumped or clapped or sang or danced. And and they said this to the preacher, the old preacher looked back at him and said, you know, you, you might be right about that. But he said everybody he touched did. Everybody he healed did. Hallelujah. Everybody he saved did. Everybody he rescued did. Hallelujah. There's a joy that comes into our spirit when the Lord steps into our life and makes a difference. And don't you feel bad for one bit about expressing the joy of the Lord in your life. If he's done it for you, give him the praise. Hallelujah. If he's moved on your behalf, praise him. Worship him. Lift high his holy name. Pour your heart out to him in praise and adoration. Hallelujah. They tried to shut that man who had been blind down and said, Don't you know that this man was a sinner? This guy didn't even know who Jesus was. His response to them was, Whether he's a sinner, I don't know. I'm sorry, I just don't know. But this is the thing I know. I was blind, but now I see. Is there anybody in the house of God tonight that can say, I don't understand all there is to understand, but I do know I was lost. But now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Yeah. Hallelujah. In the middle of this revival, in the middle of, this, of these great things God was doing, in the middle of the glory of the Lord rising upon the people, they sit down for lunch. And they didn't have any hand sanitizer with them. And the soap dispenser was out of soap. And so they started eating and they forgot or didn't wash their hands. And the Pharisees, who are always looking for a reason to criticize, a move of the Lord, said, uh-uh, uh-oh, oh ha uh-ha-ha-ha, I knew it was too good to be true. They didn't wash their hands. And Jesus, like, put his sandwich down. I said, I don't believe what I'm hearing. He said, you're seriously going to have an issue with them not washing their hands? Hallelujah. When God is doing so many wonderful things. Now, folks, now you got to understand, I'm kind of a germaphobe just a little bit. I, I, my hands are chapped most of the time because I'm washing them constantly. So, I mean, I, don't, I might have had a little bit of an issue, too. May, I wouldn't mind them not eating, or, or them eating, not washing their hands, but I just wouldn't want them to make my sandwich if they hadn't washed their hands. But Jesus said to them, listen, you got to hold up. you got to understand. And, and, and he began to explain to them. He actually exposed an area in their life and in their teachings that was contrary to the commandment of the Lord. And he, he said, you resist the commandments of God by your traditions of men. And he said, you're holding on to this tradition of them having to wash their hands and you're exalting it above the commandment of the Lord. And he said, This is a problem. You you act like you love the Lord so much, but but you are actually doing away with the commandments of God. The one that he brought up particularly was the commandment of honoring your father and your mother. He said, You 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 have have subjected honoring your father and mother to the wayside. You have pushed it aside, and you've exalted your tradition of of, of giving money to the temple to the point that people give everything they have to the temple and they cannot properly honor their father and mother. Because that word honor for your father and mother is actually where we get our word honorarium. It has to do with caring for and taking care of. And he said you have so spiritualized giving to the temple that you're enriching yourselves while parents of these people who give are suffering and going hungry he said you've exalted your tradition and you've abased the commandment of the lord that's when he said you know what isaiah was right about you people and he reached back into the book of isaiah and he pulled a prophecy of isaiah out and said isaiah said this people they honor me with their mouths and they draw near unto me with their lips But their heart is in a completely different location altogether. They talk a great deal about how much they know me. They talk a great deal about how much they can speak of me. They can quote about me and they can can worship me with their lips and they can praise me with their lips. But their heart is far from me. It was so far that Isaiah didn't even bother telling us where it was. He said, it's just somewhere else altogether. It's not anywhere near what their lips are saying. It's not anywhere near what their mouth is saying. And he said, that it makes you a hypocrite. I want to tell you something. The rebuke of God upon a person that you never once said of you is that God would know your heart and call you a hypocrite. Listen, I don't call people hypocrites because I don't know the condition of a person's heart. We can look upon the blatant, profane deeds of a person and we can recognize that profanity when we see it. But the condition of the heart is something only God knows knows. And so you be careful before you start meeting out judgment and meeting out judgment of a person's heart. Even if you think you've got them pegged, you hold your tongue. Even if you think you've got them all figured out, you hold your tongue. But the Lord knows the heart of a person. And the Lord tries the heart of a person. And when the Lord tries your heart, you better pass that test, brother. You better pass that test. Sister, and your heart and your mouth need to line up with one another. Don't say one thing and do another thing. Don't say that you love God and then hate your brother. Don't treat people one way and then treat God another way. I can hear the Lord saying, hey, before you praise me, don't love your brother. Before you lift hands in adoration of me, Go love your neighbor as yourself. Hallelujah hallelujah I don't want to be one thing on Sunday and another thing on Monday I don't want to be I don't want to be somebody who gives God praise on Sunday but then acts like a devil on Monday and is carnal and fleshly on Tuesday and is full of cursing and bitterness on Wednesday and bless God when Wednesday night rolls around I'm singing hymns again no sir no ma'am this is who we are inside and outside this is who we are every day of the week who you see right now is who you'll get when you run into to me on Thursday, hallelujah he brought me out completely he brought me out of darkness into this marvelous light, he set my feet on straight street and got me going right hallelujah, I want the hidden man of the heart to match up with the outward man that is presented, hallelujah don't be a hypocrite don't be somebody who says, I love God, but can't love your neighbor. It is, it is supremely possible. Jesus said, it happens. And, and he looked at the Pharisees, and you're, you're who Isaiah was talking about. You honor me with your lips. You draw nigh unto me with your mouth. But your heart is far from me. The heart can, can try. it's possible for your heart to be somewhere else, even right now. You can clap your hands and your heart, be a million miles away. Even right now, you can sing these songs and your heart be somewhere completely different. You can come out, come here out of ritual and out of ceremony and your heart be somewhere all altogether different. God forbid in the name of the Lord. Get your heart right. Keep your heart with all diligence. Make sure you know where your heart is. Make sure your heart is fixed on the Lord. Hallelujah. This is what happened in in, in Israel, in the wilderness, when the children of Israel were in the wilderness. The Bible says that, that Moses went up into the mountaintop and he's up there with God. And they are having to trust the Lord, and they're having to trust Moses a little bit. Because Moses brought them out of Egypt, and they had made this mass exodus, and it was pretty dramatic. I mean, there's plagues going on everywhere, water's turning to blood, dust is turning to lice, frogs jumping up out of the water, and locusts are eating everything, and the cattle are dying of mysterious sickness, and a death angel running around the camp. And it's it's really a, a dramatic exodus that they're experiencing. And then they come to the Red Sea, they think it's all hope is lost, and of course, Moses' stretches his rod out over the water and says stand still see the salvation of the Lord and the waters part hither and thither and it is the landmark miracle for Israel for the rest of their existence that God hallelujah made a way when there was no way and they walked through on dry ground hallelujah and they came up on the other side rejoicing and it was beautiful and it was powerful but now they're in a wilderness what do you do when you're in a wilderness? What do you do when you're not dancing, shouting, because a Red Sea just parted? Now, it was in their history, but we got a lot of stuff in our history. We got a lot of blessings and goodness in our history. And sometimes the wilderness tests our heart when our history says God is good and God is great. But in this moment of time, Moses is up in a mountain. Who knows where he is? And and we're in this wilderness, and we're wondering what to do next, and we're wondering where to go, and we're wondering what all this even means. And your heart gets tested. Aaron was with the children of Israel. If you're in a wilderness, you hear what I'm telling you. Don't lose your heart while you're in the wilderness. Aaron is with the children of Israel by himself, and they looked upon Aaron, and they said, "We we want a God like the Egyptians had. And we 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 want something we can see, we want to see, we want to look upon something with our natural eyes, and and we want to be able to reach out and touch this God, and and we want something that we can trust in. We want it to, we want it to to kind of reflect riches. We want it to reflect material gain and and material goods. And so they melted their jewelry together and they created gods, and they, they created a golden calf. And they said, these be the gods who brought us out of Egypt. They started worshiping their riches. They started worshiping their material possessions. And said, this is really what brought us out. Because they hadn't heard from God in a while. They hadn't talked to God in a while. They they, they didn't see any evidence of God in their life. And so their heart was tried later while Stephen was preaching. And being pelted with stones by, by those of the council. They were, they were casting stones upon him and he was in the process of dying. But before the stones started being cast his way, he lifted up his voice to declare the word of the Lord to those people. And he explained to them that when they were in Egypt, that when they were in the wilderness, their hearts did turn back into Egypt. There they are in the wilderness, but their heart is in Egypt. Here they are trying to trust God, but their heart is in Egypt. Here they are trying to Trying to trust Moses and trying to trust the Lord, but their heart is back in Egypt. You hear what this preacher is telling you tonight. Don't let your heart venture over into the things of Egypt, into the ways of Egypt, into the worship of Egypt. You be careful, ladies and gentlemen, what you entertain. Be careful what you meditate on. You be careful what you're listening to. You be careful what you're watching keep your heart with all diligence. Don't you know when we talk about the eyes are the windows to the soul? It's not a scripture but it is, it is a reality not only that they're a window but they're a doorway and the ears are a doorway into the soul and you can, you can be impressed upon by, by spirits of this generation and spirits of this world. Don't you listen to what those spirits are saying and those spirits have possessed some of your favorite recording artists and those spirits that possess some of your favorite record producers and those spirits that possess some of the great entertainers of this day and of this time. You think you're listening to your favorite celebrity. No, you're listening to a devil from hell and he's trying to turn your
1: heart against the Lord. Keep your heart with all diligence. Keep your eye on the ball.
0: Hallelujah. No, I'm sorry. I'm not going back into Egypt. There's nothing for me there. Oh, but the food tasted so good, they can have the food. Oh, but, but but at least we knew we had a roof over their head. They can have the roof over their head. I was in bondage when I was in Egypt. I was beaten and I was whipped when I was in Egypt. The Lord has set me free. The Lord has brought me out. Some of you are trying to go back into the Egypt that God delivered you from. Don't go there. Keep your heart with all diligence. Keep your heart. Oh, God. Let the words of my mouth be acceptable in thy sight. And let the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't, not, not, not just the words of my mouth, but the meditation of my heart as well. And you know what determines the state and the location of your heart is the meditation of your heart. You can, you can locate your heart. You can direct your heart. You can meditate your heart into where it needs to be. Meditate upon the Lord. Meditate upon the goodness of the Lord. You know, you know the, those of a, of a new age philosophy and those who are into self-enlightenment and finding their inner self, they tried to hijack certain Bible words and steal them from the church. The word meditation, that's a, that's a Bible word. It's good for the child of God to meditate not on finding their inner self, but on finding the Lord Jesus Christ. It's good for the child of God to meditate upon the goodness of the Lord. It's good for the child of God to meditate on he is holy. It's good for the child of God to meditate on he is worthy. hallelujah. Meditate on he is God. Meditate on he, there is none like unto him. There is none beside him. There is none above him. He's my healer and he's my savior and he's my redeemer and he's my rock and my refuge and my fortress and he's my help in the time of trouble. Meditate on that and your heart will be located where it needs to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know Peter meditated so intently upon the Lord that he went into a trance. That's another word they've hijacked. Trance. Trance is that's a spooky word. It sounds crazy. But I'm going to tell you when you get into a place of the Holy Ghost, It doesn't have to be spooky or scary or anything. You just go into a place where it's just you and God. And you're not finding your inner self. See, folks, people aren't really finding their inner self. They're finding a demon. And they're getting a hold of some ungodly spirit that begins to influence their life. But when you get into a meditation on the things of God, hallelujah, when you meditate upon His holy word, whoo, hallelujah, when you rightly divide the word of truth and you pray your way into the chapters and verses of this holy book, God will bring you into a place where the noises and the and the sounds of this ungodly world and generation are shut out hear me ladies and gentlemen log out of twitter log out of instagram log off of facebook get your eyes off the world 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 and get your eyes on jesus hallelujah and let your heart be fixed upon god let your heart be fixed upon god Get your eyes off of the faults of those around you. Get your eyes off the shortcomings of your brothers and sisters. And get your eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. You hear what I'm telling you? If you'll turn your eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful face, the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and in the light of His grace. Oh, hallelujah. And your heart will magnify God. Your heart will not seek for the things of Egypt. Hallelujah. It has to happen that way. It's so easy. It's so easy for things to get out of control. It's so easy for your spirit and your mind to get off balance and your heart to start moving in a direction. When, when you start envying somebody, your heart is drifting far from the Lord. When you start lusting after the things of this world, your heart begins to, to drift further and further from the world. When you become covetous, when you become stubborn and rebellious, when you start exalting your opinion above the, above the word of God, hallelujah. See, my Bible says, forgive be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, bearing one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. That's what this word of God tells us to do. But if you listen to the counsel of this world, they're going to tell you, look out for number one. See, in the church, we know who number one is. You see what I'm saying? See, I look out for number one too, but when I say I'm looking out for number one, I'm not talking about me. here. oh Israel, the Lord our God, he is number one. Come on, get your heart right. Get your heart in the right place. And I'm telling you, when you get your heart in the right place, they won't be able to back bite you out of the church, gossip you out of the church, offend you out of the church, rumor mill you out of the church. When your heart is
1: fixed on the Lord, you can rise above it.
0: You can rise above it. You can stand in the glory of His grace. Hallelujah. Know where it is. Know where your heart is. Don't take your eyes off the road. Don't do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a little confession here just to show you how easy it is to take your eyes off the road and something bad happened. Things start moving and your heart starts going a different direction before you even know it. I was sitting in a turn lane and uh, beautiful sunny day. I was just sitting there waiting for the light to turn green. Nothing to do. Sitting there waiting. And I, I thought, you know, I need to grab something. I had a little duffel bag on the floor of my passenger side that I had set there and I thought I need to get something out of there. And so I I leaned over. Don't do it. (laughs) I had my foot on the brake, but I leaned over and I'm I'm pushing things around and it's of course it's all the way over to the end of the other end of the duffel bag. And I reached over and 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 now I'm looking down at the duffel bag and I don't have my eyes on the road. And little do I know, but my foot is slipping off the brake. And I don't have the brake fully in place like I should. And the car is moving and I don't know it. That's how your heart is. When you take your eyes off of the road and you take your eyes off of of how, how you're supposed to be living and how you're supposed to be treating people and how you're supposed to be in communion with God, your heart is moving and you don't even know it. And before long, before long, you're in a collision with something, and you didn't—you don't even know how it happened. You got to keep your eye on prayer and keep your eye on the Word of God. Hallelujah! When you ask somebody, you, you, somebody might ask me, "How do I keep my heart with all diligence?" You know, I don't know how to take your hands and put your hands around your heart and force it to where it needs to go. But I do know that if you'll pray and you'll stay in the Word of God and you'll hear the Word of God and and you'll. Remain teachable and humble and know that you very well could be wrong about something every now and then. Your heart is going to be okay. It's when, it's when you think, I don't need to worry about nothing. I'm good. I got this. i go get something out of my duffel bag. My foot is lifting off the brake. My toes are still on it. I just am not applying the necessary force. And I didn't know it until I felt, boom. I hit somebody in the back of their car, and it pushed them in the car in front of them. Beautiful, sun-shining day. I was so upset. It was bad news, bad day. And I was so upset about it that that evening, I I didn't even know how to tell my wife just yet. I thought, it's just embarrassing seriously, I had a three-car pile-up, I caused a three-car pile-up because I wanted to get, I didn't even know what I was getting out of my duffel bag, and I'm sure it could have waited, but I took my eye off the road, and I ended up with my foot off the brake, and my car moved without me knowing it, and so that evening, I called my insurance agent, I said, man, I got bad news, he said, oh, yeah, that's bad news, I said, yeah, that's bad news. And uh, the next day, it wasn't a sunshining day. I, I, I still had not yet told my wife. 24 hours, 48 hours. I, I was just so embarrassed. I and mean, it's very embarrassing, so don't tell anybody. This is just between you and I. So the next day, it was not a sunshining day. The next day was a hardcore raining day. This was several years ago, and, and it was a hardcore raining day. And, and uh, my wife had left and was driving somewhere, and, and, uh, and she all of a sudden ended back up with me. And I said, oh, I thought, you, I thought you left. She said, I did. But she said, as I was turning, this was 24 hours later. She said, as I was trying to turn left, she said, I, I applied my brakes and the, the road was too slippery. And I slid into the back of a car. And I pushed that car into the back of another car. And she was almost in tears and she said, Joel, and she said, it happened so fast I don't even know how it happened. And she said, I didn't want to tell you because I knew you'd be so mad at me for having a three-car pileup. I said, Well, these things happen. They do. They, they do. It happens to the best of us. Funny story, funny story. Uh With no rain and not a cloud in sight, it happened to me folks I'm telling you when you when, you, when you're when you distracted by the duffel bag on the passenger side floor I'm going to tell you something It the least little thing can distract you from having joy in your life and you can become hateful and hurtful and you can become full of bitterness over little distractions this is why you've got to get and I love the term shut in with God in a secret place beholding his power gaining new power to run in this race hallelujah you got to get shut in to a secret place you want to know how to dwell and abide under the shadow of the almighty he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty that's when i can say of the lord he is my refuge he is my fortress he is my god and in him will i trust
1: oh hallelujah hallelujah
0: Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 57, verse 7. My heart is fixed. Oh, God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Psalm 108, verse 1. Oh, God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Even with my glory. Hallelujah. Psalm 112 Verse number five, a good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is what comes from having your heart fixed. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. hallelujah. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid. My Lord, have mercy. Is that you? Do you want that to be you? Have your heart fixed. And you won't be afraid of evil tidings. Have your heart established. And you won't be afraid of what's coming around the next bend of the road. Come on, put your heart in Jesus right now. I wonder if everybody in this house could lift up a heartfelt praise unto the Lord your
1: God.
0: Come on, church. Come on, church. Lift up a heartfelt praise unto the Lord your God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I want you to draw near unto him with your lips. I want you to honor him with your mouth. And I want you to praise him with your heart. Sing and give praise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 Who? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift up a high praise unto the Lord. Let's lift up a high praise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God.
1: Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to his name. Hallelujah. Thank
2: you.
0: Thank you. Hallelujah. Let's receive the Lord right now. Let's receive the Lord right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's praise Him right now. Hallelujah. Let's praise the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus, and we worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we praise your name. We praise your name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. David said, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise to the Lord. I wonder if you want to have your heart fixed if you'll come and give praise to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. I wonder if you I wonder if you'll fix your heart by coming forward and saying, God, I give you all of myself. I give you all of my heart. I give you all of my mind and all of my soul in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's do it right now in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed be the name of our God. Blessed be the name of our God. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Praise Him. Praise Him. Let Him do something in your heart tonight. Let Him do something in your heart tonight. Glory to His name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to know that God can reach into your heart and He can make a difference in your life. He can make a difference in your life. He can reach into your circumstances and deal with the invisible parts of you. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Lord. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way in me, Lord, I give you my heart.